My name is Chris Vasquez. I'm a voice actor, podcaster, and lifelong Houstonian. But I gotta admit, I don't know the city and what's happening in it as well as I think a Houstonian should. I mean, if someone from out of town walked up to me and asked me what there is to do, I wouldn't know what to tell them. That's what inspired this podcast. I want to clue you in on news, cool events, quirky things our fellow Houstonians do, what the best new food places are, and highlight people that are doing their part to better this city. Becoming real-life Houston heroes. This is Houston Happenings. What is up, Houston, and welcome back to another episode of the Houston Happenings Podcast. I gotta tell you guys, I got one heck of an episode for you guys today. I got lots of news going on. I got another restaurant to highlight. I got a very special announcement near the end of the episode. You guys are in for a treat. But let's start right off with the first piece of news I want to talk about. So, you know, I talk a lot about Whataburger on this show for a person that doesn't really love the food there. And before I get yelled at, yes, I've had it before. Yes, I was born in Houston. Yes, I was also raised here in Houston. And no, I don't think In-N-Out is better because I haven't actually had it. I don't hate it. I just, you know, prefer burgers elsewhere. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Waterburger has a new colorful burger on their menu. The Pico de Gallo burger is available now at your nearest Waterburger. The new offering consists of a two-patty sandwich topped with their new creamy cilantro lime sauce, pepper jack cheese, and finished with the new addition, the Pico de Gallo. The Pico de Gallo itself consists of onions, tomatoes, cilantro, and peppers, and it's important to know that you are able to get the Pico de Gallo with other things, not just the burger. Um, it'll work just like onions, peppers, or mushrooms that they have on the menu, kind of like the add-on items, you know? You can add them on to other menus upon request, and the creamy cilantro lime sauce can be had as a side for the chicken strips. Make sure to give it a shot next time you're over at Whataburger. If you're in the Sugarland area, be on the lookout for State Fair Kitchen and Bar. It's an all-new full-service food establishment that opened July 8th. It seems like it's going to offer exclusively Southern cuisine, and it sounds really good, guys. Uh, Among the offerings are what they call H-Town Hot Fried Chicken, uh, a fresh-made gumbo that consists of shrimp, andouille sausage, crab and chicken, uh, steaks, burgers, po' boys, and even the classic Frito pie. They will also be offering weekend brunch service where you can get your fix of mimosas, as well as crawfish benedict, smoked barbecue brisket, and biscuit sandwiches, among other things. But get this, they're also going to have a special late night menu starting at 9.30 to closing on Friday and Saturday only that includes things like brisket stuffed bacon wrapped jalapeno firecrackers, chicken and waffle tacos, and a variety of dips like queso blanco and even a dill pickle dip. Uh, They're really going above and beyond having completely different menus for brunch, lunch, dinner, and even late night customers. Sounds like you'll have a completely different experience every time you visit. If you'd like to check it out, you can find the brand new State Fair Kitchen and Bar at 15930 City Walk in Sugarland Town Square. Let me ask you a question. You like good food, right? I know I do. Since 1977, Good Company has been gradually jumping into every aspect of the culinary world. Starting with Good Company Barbecue in 1977, Good Company has expanded into a food empire here in Houston, including locations such as Good Company Seafood, Good Company Taqueria, and it looks like they're ready to give Colonel Sanders a run for his money with Good Bird the Fried Chicken Kitchen. 
They promise to serve up fresh hormone and antibiotic-free chicken straight from the Texas Hill Country in all shapes and sizes. Their main attraction, though, seems to be their buttermilk fried chicken. According to their menu, they'll be using a 24-hour sea salt brine with Texas honey, aromatics, buttermilk dipped, and seasoned flour. They'll also be offering other fares such as chicken tenders, Spitfire roasted chicken, and sandwiches. You can also get family packs and order their food in bulk. For dine-in customers, they'll also be offering mixed drink cocktails, beers, and a very modest selection of wine to go with your fried chicken. They are already open for business and you can call in your order ahead of time as well as ordering through Grubhub and DoorDash. If you're interested in chowing down at Good Bird, you can find it at the Armadillo Palace located at 5015 Kirby Drive. And guys, it looks like our very own University of Houston is making some very important strides in fighting the novel coronavirus. Researchers at the University of Houston have designed an air filter that can effectively kill COVID-19. The Galveston National Laboratory reported that 99.8% of the novel SARS-CoV-2, which causes COVID-19, was killed in just a single pass through the filter, which is comprised of nickel foam. And in a double whammy finding, it is also able to kill 99.9% .9 of anthrax spores. So, hey, there's that, right? <laughs> uh, this could be a total game changer when it comes to life after COVID. It is now known that you are five times more likely to be infected with novel coronavirus indoors due to the virus being aerosolized while sneezing, talking, or laughing. Outdoors, the aerosol cloud of COVID is simply blown away and dissipated by the wind uh, while the cloud will sit for hours indoors. This could be the key to making long times indoors safe again. It could potentially allow us to safely open theaters and even schools again. According to the researchers, they know that the virus cannot survive in temperatures in excess of 158 degrees Celsius, so they created a heated filter capable of reaching 200 degrees Celsius. The unfiltered air is then run through the heated component, killing the virus almost instantly. A desktop model of the filter has also been proposed that can be used in an office setting for personal use, and a phased rollout of the device is in the early stages. I don't know, let's hope this really works as well as they say it does. Alrighty guys, I finally have a new restaurant to feature on the show. We've been doing lots of cooking at home and buying pre-made stuff in our local HEB, so we haven't had to really go out and eat much, but we decided to treat ourselves last night. We've actually eaten here at this place already before, and I remembered this restaurant incidentally because someone shared a Facebook post that was titled Dumpling Appreciation Post with all types of dumplings and Shaolong Bao's in it and Everything just looks so good. And I remembered, wait, I've, I've had one of these before. So guys, today we're talking about Tiger Noodle House. They have a good number of restaurants around Houston, but the one I've gone to is the one in Rice Village. They have a great website where you can place your order ahead of time. One of my girlfriend and I's pet peeves is when menus don't have a picture for the food item. When it's a different ethnic cuisine that you're not familiar with, it really helps to see what exactly fruit dong po pork actually is, you know? Tiger Noodle House heard us loud and clear because every single item on their online menu has a picture. Now granted, they do reuse some pictures for similar items. For example, the classic dong po pork and fruit dong po pork use the same picture, but I just take the picture of the classic dong po pork and I imagine it with fruit. 
Easy. <laughs> so we placed our order online and it gave us an approximate ETA of when the food would be ready. The lady that greeted me while I was there was very nice. Uh, they have their, their restaurants set up where they have dine-in service, but you'll be sitting in a sort of makeshift outside patio that they set up on the street. They have tables and sun umbrellas and the whole thing looked really pleasant. You can go inside where they have a small little area walled off with tables where you can look at menus and place your order or pick up your order like me. Uh, my order was ready and waiting. I signed for it and, and back home we went. The main reason I wanted to go back to Tiger Noodle House was specifically because of the spicy wontons. So I made sure I got two orders of that. The spicy wontons guys were great. They're really flavorful wontons that are immersed in a chili oil sauce. It's spicy enough to kick you in the tongue, but not enough to where it sets your tongue on fire. Fair warning though, if you don't regularly eat spicy things, these might not be for you. I did feel my stomach becoming a little sensitive the day after eating them, but you know, it's, it's a price I was willing to pay. I ate half of them with a fork and then had the other half later with some of the steamed white rice they give you. I just, you know, I just dumped the container into the rice and the rice soaked up all the oil and spice. Mm. Uh, we've had really good dumplings before at other restaurants and we wanted to see how they're stacked up. So we ordered their veggie steamed dumplings and the pork shalong bao. They both are uh, 10 per order and the pork dumplings, guys, the pork dumplings were, they were definitely on par for the course, you know, but guys, those veggie dumplings, easily, easily one of our favorite things here at the restaurant. We were so surprised that a veggie dumpling somehow had so much more flavor than a meat-based dumpling. I didn't get to see the inside of the dumpling, you know, I was too busy inhaling them, but my girlfriend said she saw what looked like cabbage, something white that I'm assuming is onion, and red chili flakes. But definitely the main flavor here is cabbage. Personally, I love cabbage and the flavor is definitely here. Um, it seemed to me like the cabbage was cooked enough to release like all of the flavor, but still raw enough to have a, a nice firm texture. It pairs well with the, uh, the actual dumpling wrapper itself. I found that on the seam where the edges are sealed, the dough there was thicker than I'm usually used to, and that is typically kind of a turnoff, but here, I really liked it. It got me to taste the dough, and it balanced the strong flavor of veggies perfectly. You definitely need to grab the veggie dumplings when visiting this place. We also wanted to try a, a veggie option, because, you know, our body is a temple that needs veggies. We chose to try their dry fried green beans with minced pork. I'm not the biggest fan of green beans, but even I like them and my girlfriend was raving about them. These beans are the perfect opportunity to talk about what I think is my biggest takeaway from Tiger Noodle House. The fact that I feel they are masters at controlling the texture of their food. So not only is it a treat for your sense of taste, but also your sense of touch. I know that's a really weird thing to say, but let me elaborate. For the green beans and the cabbage and the dumplings, they found a way to cook the food just enough to release all of the flavor, but the texture of the food still almost feels like it's uncooked. I really don't like green beans because they're soft, mushy, slimy, and gooey. Like, ugh. Uh, but these were downright crunchy, guys. They, they top it with their minced pork that is almost like a ground beef cooked in a savory sauce. The green beans soak all of this right up so you get tiny compact flavor straws, like really good stuff. 
Moving on to the entrees, my girlfriend wanted something that didn't have any noodles or rice, so she ordered their shredded sweet garlic pork in Szechuan oil. And this was our second absolute favorite from Tiger Noodle House. Again, guys, here I go talking about the texture. The pork is a masterclass in combining textures all in one dish. The pork is firm, but tender. Cooked along with it is what we assume to be thin strands of bamboo shoots, which are on the firmer, slightly chewy side. And they also threw in woodier mushrooms, because why not? So you get the tender softness of the pork, the firm and chewy of the bamboo shoots, and the tough snap of the mushrooms, all combined together with the smooth Szechuan oil. I mean, is that is that enough for you? Or should I continue going on about the textures? Because I can do this all day. <laughs> um, last but not least was my entree. I ordered their Taiwanese sausage bowl. Um, it consists of Taiwanese sausage slices, a side of lettuce, a bed of steamed white rice covered in more of their delicious minced pork and sauce concoction, all topped with a hard-boiled egg and green onions sprinkled on top. Now, I'll be honest here with you guys. The sausage wasn't the greatest, but to be fair, it could have been a symptom of not eating it there at the restaurant, but it was pretty dry. Flavor was there, of course, but it was on the verge of kind of being hard. Kind of like if you popped sausage in the microwave for a, a little too long, it, it shrivels up and dries out, you know. This is kind of what it felt like, but you know what? I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say maybe I got a bad batch. Everything else about the rice bowl was egg-cellent. Get it? <laughs> you, you, you know, because of, of egg? <laughs> comedy folks not good at it the rice and minced pork was really good they uh they left the pork saucy enough that when they placed it on the rice the excess sauce kind of dropped down and had an entanglement with the rice and the lettuce was really interesting to me guys like i i, I honestly i still don't understand what was going on with it actually it was normal iceberg lettuce. Normally my least favorite of all the lettuces, I think it's too watery and no flavor and no nutritional value whatsoever, but they did something to it. It's, it's downright an X-file because I, I can't think of a way to do this, but it seemed like they cooked it in something. There was no outside sauce or dressing or oil. It looked like normal lettuce, but when you bite into it, it releases a flavor of something almost like butter and, and it's still crunchy but it doesn't look wilted or cooked or anything it just looks slightly wet but the flavor is definitely there i mean i'm no professional chef but i can usually figure out what is done to achieve a result when it comes to food and this stumped me it tastes cooked almost in butter but there was no butter dressing no wilting no discoloring none of the telltale signs that something was cooked but yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, uh, the point is, Tiger Noodle House even managed to make iceberg lettuce delicious to me. Guys, I can definitely recommend you guys check out Tiger Noodle House. Find a list of all their locations in Houston by going to TigerNoodleTexas.com. And if you visit, let them know that Houston Happening sent you over. And now we're moving on to the brand new segment of the show, The Featured Furry Friend. Well, guys, I have even more great news. Looks like the name of the segment is changing to Featured Furry Friends. I'm extremely excited to announce that Houston Happenings has partnered with a second animal organization, Friends for Life. 
They are a shelter based out of the Heights area that was founded in 2002. They actually introduced the no-kill shelter model to Houston, saving animals regardless of their breed, age, or condition, and they are doing amazing work. While writing this for the episode of the podcast, I was actually blown away by everything that is on their website. First off, their adoption center is gorgeous. It's so colorful, bright, and welcoming, and has all the things that an animal could need or want. But they have also started up the Friends for Life Animal Food Bank that in 2018 provided Houston with 50 tons of pet food. They also assist in providing free spaying and neutering services, performing over 5,000 of them so far. Even now that we're dealing with a worldwide crisis due to the novel coronavirus, they're still finding ways to help. They have set up a drive through clinic and pet food bank that provides free vaccinations, vet exams, preventatives, and pet food to Houstonians that are struggling to take care of their fur babies. Truly, I am honored to have the opportunity to help such a wonderful organization. So let me tell you guys a little bit about the adoption process with Friends for Life. Of course, everything starts with an application. It can be done at your convenience online and you will receive confirmation that it has been received. After they have time to look at your application, they will get in touch to schedule an interview. This will be done either through phone or Zoom. Now, if you do it through Zoom, I suggest you change your background to a bunch of cats and dogs. That way they can see you're committed. <laughs> Once all that is done, they will review what they've received so far and get back to you with the final word in two or three days. If approved, congratulations! You have six months to make up your mind on what seven cats you want to adopt, after which it expires and you'll need to apply again. Now keep in mind, the application doesn't need to be for a specific animal. Friends for Life will be happy to guide your decision process to make sure you and your fur baby are great matches. After you decide what animal you'd like to adopt, then the fun part begins. They'll work with you to set up a meet and greet to make sure the animal likes you too. If things go well at the meet and greet, then you guys get to have a week-long sleepover. Friends for Life will let you take your new ball of fur home for seven days to ensure everyone gets along at home. Important note here, at this time, if the animal is under six months, not spayed or neutered yet, Friends for Life will ask for a fully refundable $250 deposit at the time of the sleepover. This is done to ensure that you spay or neuter your new pet and make sure no new babies are coming into the world. Once you send proof that the procedure is done to Friends for Life, they will refund your deposit. If you don't drive each other crazy by the end of the 7-day trial period, all you need to do is pay the $95 adoption fee and you will officially have a new friend for life. Don't worry though, folks, if the trial period doesn't work out for whatever reason, just let Friends for Life know and they will happily assist you in finding another animal that will more closely suit your needs. But Friends for Life isn't done yet. Even after the pet is home with you, they aim to be a welcome resource in your life. They will be happy to provide support through training and consulting in order to ensure that you have a happy relationship with your animal. And if sometime down the line, your situation changes and you can no longer care for your pet, Friends for Life will be available to take them back in order to find them a new home. It's an easy and seamless process that aims to connect you with a pet that will love and care for you just as much as you do for it. Thanks again to Friends for Life for allowing me into the fold. From now on, guys, I will be highlighting one animal from each of my partners, Friends for Life and Houston Pets Alive. And first out of the gate from Friends for Life, I want to introduce you guys to Gus the dog. Gus is actually Friends for Life's longest stay, being at their shelter since May of 2013. 
He's an eight-year-old mixed-breed male dog. Weighing in at 51 pounds, Gus is a big boy. So, guys, this is why I love Friends for Life, by the way. I'm convinced they're on a mission to make my job here too easy. I don't need to write up anything on Gus because I can just read what they have on Gus's adoption page. This is what Friends for Life has to say about Gus. Gus came to the shelter when his owner abandoned him, and nobody really knows why. Was it his resting grouch face? His allergy to exercise? His firm abhorrence of tortilla chips? Or his obsession with french fries? We've come to the conclusion that Gus was unwanted because of his distinct undogginess. He flat out circumvents the norms of doggy society. Not to say that he doesn't do some dog things. He likes Kongs, is crate trained, and knows so many tricks, including sit, down, stay, spin, touch, and give me a kiss. He's just got some preferences that are a bit different. Dogs usually enjoy lots of physical activity, walks, trips to the park, etc. Gus enjoys a consistent schedule, which includes cuddle time, nap time, feeding time, and visits to the backyard to, very briefly, chase a toy or two. A yard is a must for this boy. Dogs usually like fresh air. Gus likes air conditioning. Dogs usually want to chase cats. Gus wants to give cats the right of way. Dogs usually prefer to have plenty of canine and human friends. Gus prefers alone time with you and our cats. Dogs usually need heaps of expensive toys. Gus needs a comfy couch in a backyard. Dogs usually accompany you on field trips. Gus would accompany you on a Netflix date. Gus might be closer to a house cat than a house dog. He's certainly not what most folks expect. What we know for sure is that Gus is a great companion for an easygoing person with lots of love to give. Gus would prefer to live in a house. Apartments can be challenging for him. He's not too fond of kids though, but he might be able to get along with another dog in a home. Guys, if Gus sounds like your next dog, you can find more information by going to friends, the number four, life.org slash Gus, or click the link in the description of the YouTube version of this podcast. Now let's talk about what Houston Pets Life has for us this week. We'll be talking about Raven the dog. Raven is a nine-year-old female terrier and American Staffordshire mix who weighs 64 pounds. This is what Houston Pets Alive has to say about Raven. Meet Raven. Raven loves children and plays well with them. This calm girl considers sleep her favorite form of exercise. Raven loves meeting new people and being the center of attention, so don't forget to bring her along for all the hangouts. She also loves car rides. Raven knows basic commands and walks well on a leash. She's always wearing her smile and goofball Raven will always be up for cuddles. Raven's foster says, Raven is the sweetest dog I have ever met. Such an angel who is so mellow and loves people. She never barks or cries unless you try to leave her or put her in a crate where she can't be near you. Otherwise, a complete gem. She's goofy and a little clumsy, so she does end up under your feet a lot of the time too but it's just because of how close she wants to be with you. If you're interested in adopting Raven, you can email Houston Pets Alive for more information at adopt at HoustonPetsAlive.org or click the link in the description of the YouTube version of this podcast. 
Anyway, that's it for me, guys. That's the end of another episode of the Houston Happenings podcast. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter as Chris Vasquez underscore VO. And remember, if you have a story you want to submit or a Houston hero you want to nominate, all you got to do, it's real easy, guys. Use the hashtag Houston Haps. That's Houston H-A-P-S to submit your story and get your opportunity to be featured on the podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Be safe out there and stay Houston strong.